Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back, folks, to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. In studio, Fred Jackson, news director for OneNewsNow.com. In Kansas City, Dr. Ray Pritchard of Keep Believing Ministries. Uh, Ray, tell our listeners a little bit about Keep Believing. Well, Ed, if folks will surf on over to keepbelieving.com, they'll find at our website a lot of good Bible study resources. Last week I was talking about this series on the book of Galatians that I've been doing online Bible teaching. Been doing a lot of that in the last 15 months because of the pandemic. Well, finished on Thursday night with the book of Galatians. And so just as an example, if you want to check out those 12 videos, goes all the way through the book of Galatians. That's on the front page of our website. You can watch them, you can download them, you can share them, and it's all free. Everything on our website is free. So come on over to keepbelieving.com and check us out. All right. So you finished the book of uh, Galatians. What was your conclusion after reading that? It's uh, a great book. I can see why Martin Luther loved it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you, uh, Ray. Uh, also joining us in studio, Steve Jordahl, news reporter for OneNewsNow.com. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. All right, Steve, let's let's get cracking here. What, what do you got news-wise? <laughs> Release the Kraken. <laughs> Release the Kraken. By the way, the, uh, uh, the, the Seattle expansion team for the National Hockey League is going to be called the Kraken, which is a pretty, I got to admit, that's a pretty cool uh-huh. name. Uh, and so release the Kraken folks, if you're at all interested in hockey is going to be, uh, is not going away anytime soon from our expressions. So go ahead, release the Kraken. All right. Um, let's start, let's start here. I know that there's, you guys were talking a little bit about schools and, uh, the, uh, the weird stuff that's going on with, with, uh, the, all the, the CRT, CRT, intersectionality. Well, there is a school district, I want to get the, make sure I get the place right, in Fairfax County, Virginia. They, had a t- they have a teacher, uh, a board member actually, who gave the commencement address for, for their um, graduation. But I want to play you something that happened before this uh, person caught to the stage. They, as they do in most places, they said the national, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, Pledge of Allegiance yeah. at this uh, gathering. And, and see if you can find anything different about this Pledge of Allegiance. Cut nine. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under Allah, indivisible, and with liberty and justice for all. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, you played that for me this morning in our story meeting, and I'm going to tell you that sent a shiver up my spine. Because that is the plan of some of these jihadists mm-hmm. uh, around the world. They would love to see this an American, an America under Sharia law and under Allah. Well, Allah is not the God of the Bible, right. and it's not the God of the founding fathers, mm-hmm. and it's not the God who's going to save America. So, what was this? Uh, this it was a young person, obviously, right? Yeah, this was a student, uh, and I. It, didn't dress uh, Muslim, so I don't know that it didn't appear Muslim. Might have been. Um, but their graduation speaker was a board member who is Muslim. Her name is Abrar Omesh, 
and she gave the students there a fiery woke speech telling them, well, it's the Justice High School. It was Justice High School in, in, Fair, in Fairfax, so it was full of justice stuff. Um, she, this, I'm going to quote her from what she told the graduates. She says, our world is overwhelmed with need. We struggle with human greed, racism, extreme versions of individuality and capitalism, white supremacy, growing wealth gaps, disease, climate crisis, extreme poverty amidst luxury, and waste right next door, and the list goes on. Uh, it, this is giving our graduates quite the sunny picture of the country that they're going to be entering. Yeah, okay, but uh, living in some of the Muslim countries around the world <laughs> is just a real picnic. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is uh, – all right, so first of all, let me – and I just now thought of this. I should have asked you this okay. this morning. I didn't think of it because you may not have the answer. Justice High School, that sounds odd mm -hmm. to me. Did they change the name yeah, I don't know of that, that school? I don't because, know. Because, you know, there are schools that have been changing the names away from Jefferson High School yeah. or, or what have you. It, so that sounds well like an be. odd name for a school. So, Fred, let me start with you, and then we'll go to Ray and get some reaction. Um, first of all, I certainly have no, nothing against a high school student who, whether he or she, if they've earned the right to give the valedictory address to speak on whatever they'd like. Mm -hmm. I think that if a person's a Muslim, they should be allowed to say something about their faith, just like a Christian should be able to. But when you're leading the crowd in the Pledge of Allegiance, you should have to actually quote the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, am I being unreasonable here? Not being unreasonable at all. Um, and but I, I'm afraid we you know we've been dealing with the school issues, particularly in the last couple of weeks, where we're seeing the parents, seeing teachers, and even some students rebelling. I am not going to make a blanket statement. But I think across this country, a lot of our public school education systems, again, not all, and I'm not including all teachers, right. but they have become indoctrination centers. Listen, clearly, uh, the education system, uh, I think I referenced last week, we were talking about this the Federalist story that said uh, critical race theory, for instance, started at Harvard University. Right. A group of about five professors started pushing this forward. So the idea of changing America uh, started in our education system years ago. Right. 30, 40, 50 yeah, years I think ago. It's, I think it was in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. It started there. So then it has filtered out across education systems, including public school systems, which is why we now have, what is it, 25 states that have said we're going we don't want our school system teaching critical race theory. Right. A light has gone on across this country. There is a battle going forward now to stop the indoctrination of our kids into Marxist ideology. And that's what it is. You know, some well, you know, it's it's kind of just a different no, it's not. If you're promoting Marxist ideology, it's not just a minor change of opinion that they're putting out there. You saw in that, uh, in that, uh, was school board address, school board member address. The school there? board member. Yeah. Uh, who, who, uh, talked in, in negative terms about capitalism. Right. One of the things that has made this country great is this free enterprise system, right. which this, this person, this, this lady, Abrar Omesh. Yeah. 
She's taking advantage of it. It kind of really irks me. It's kind of like Ilan Omar and the squad members. They're dumping on this country all the time. Where did they get it? From their education system. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, you see sometimes young people who are dogging capitalism yeah. while they're texting on their Apple iPhones yes. or, or other smart devices that are clearly the product of the very capitalism that they're rejecting. Yeah. Ray, I, I, I got to say, I agree with Fred that, um, that these aren't small uh, fixes. <clears throat> when these people are calling for Marxism, this isn't a small fix. This is a complete rejection. Marxism rejects the Constitution of the United States. You can't have a Marxist nation with a Constitution like we have because Marxism demands the concentration of government power. Our Constitution separates power. We have the separation of powers. We have a federalist system where we further separate uh, the powers, not just amongst three branches, but you have federal, state, and local. That is the complete antithesis of Marxism. The, these aren't small fixes that these people are calling for. I want to go back just for a moment, Ed, to that the Pledge of Allegiance. All you can say, that's a, that's a high school level stunt right. to, to get up there and, and change the word God to Allah. Look, on your own, say whatever you want to say. That's, not a, that's, not a, that's a personal matter. But the government, the, the Congress establishes the Pledge of Allegiance. It's established by law. So nobody can get up and just say, well, I don't like that phrase or I want to change that word. The, the most honest thing you can say is they didn't have the Pledge of Allegiance. They had a, an adulterated form of the Pledge of Allegiance. They didn't really pledge allegiance to the United States flag because they changed the wording. So that's one thing. And the other thing is just generally that people are waking up and it is just it's high time. Americans across the board are waking up to understand that the, this critical theory and critical race theory and the Marxism that's behind it, it is, it is unalterably opposed to the form of government and to the values that we hold here in the United States of America. We're in the middle of a battle. We sometimes yes. people say you're overstating. No, no. This is a battle for the heart and soul of our nation because if if, if Marxism prevails, the free market economy, the, uh, um, the, the democratic system that it was bequeathed to us, it will be gone. And once it's gone into Marxism, it won't come back. Right. In, a, uh, in what is, I think, symbolic of what's going on, by the way, parents, if you have your students in uh, public school, you might not know that this is going on in their classroom. This might right. be happening kind of undercover. To that point, I listened to this. Uh, it was, the speech was online the, from the uh, board member, and I could not find the quote. I knew where it was supposed to be based on this scrubbed? article. I think it's been scrubbed. Huh. Yeah, because it's controversial, <laughs> and it, when that starts to be spread around by parents, yeah. then it opens eyes. Yeah. And people say, what else is being said to my student? So I wouldn't be surprised if it's been it's scrubbed. Uh, you know, let's try to f see if it uh, appears somewhere else. Maybe we'll play it tomorrow yeah. for I'll, folks. I'll so, look for it. But, but I'm not surprised because there are a lot of things going on in the public schools. Again, we need to make the caveat that Fred made. Not every school, not every teacher, okay, but I think people are waking up that this is widespread. Mm -hmm. uh, there is uh, the, the fact that in some of these school districts – they come right out and tell their students, don't tell your parents. This is just between us. 
And the reason some of this is getting out is because during the pandemic, kids were learning at home. Mm -hmm. They were on the Internet. Parents were eavesdropping or listening in, and they were going, wait a second. They're teaching this in your school? Oh, yeah, we've been doing it for years. Why am I now just hearing about it? COVID. Hmm. So, anyway, we'll see if we can find that speech somewhere else. On this Monday, the Supreme Court issued several orders. When when a Supreme Court issues orders, what they're doing is not opinions. They issue what they plan to do with several cases. So, uh, one of the orders could be, we're going to take up this case or that case. We've been watching a particular case out of Harvard University that has to do with admissions and whether or not you can use racial data and profiling, basically, um, in admissions. And uh, people were kind of interested to see what the Supreme Court was going to do. Well, what they did is they kicked the can down the road today. The order calls for the views of the Solicitor General. Basically, the court says, we want to know what the Biden Department of Justice thinks about this, and then we'll take it up later. Well, I can tell them right now with the Biden administration. Yeah. They're going to agree with Harvard. Now, I, now, let's let's fill in some blanks here yes. in terms of what it is, Fred, that Harvard's doing Well, that, that has made this case come uh, at least uh, the option of it to come before the Supreme Court. All right. The, the battle over affirmative action has been going on for years. Yes. All right? There have been other cases on this. Basically, it's, uh, it talks about admissions based on a person's skin color. Uh, and... Uh, for a while, these uh, universities were getting away with that. Then there were some court cases that kind of drew that back a little bit. Uh, but now they're using other ingredients, like where the person came from or what was the salary of the mom or dad, and they're putting that into the equation. But what's happening with this and what this particular case is about that, as Steve has put it, the uh, Supreme Court today kicked the can down the road, is that there are Asian students who are doing extremely well in math and all of those the sciences, Science, yeah. all that sort of thing. And they're not getting into Harvard, and kids with low, much lower grades are getting in based on these cooked-up formulas that schools like Harvard are using. I found it very interesting, the Associated Press story that's on onenewsnow.com right now. There's uh, the group that is one of the groups that's taking Harvard to court or wants to take Harvard to court, the group claims that Harvard imposes a racial penalty on Asian-American applicants by systematically scoring them lower in some categories than other applicants and awarding massive preferences to black and Hispanic uh, applicants. Now, listen to this. This is from the Associated Press, folks. The class that just finished, uh, finished its freshman year is roughly one-quarter Asian-American, 15% black, and 13% Hispanic. Harvard says on its website, quote, from Harvard's website, if Harvard were to abandon race-conscious admissions, African-American and Hispanic representation would decline by nearly half, the school told the court in urging to stay out of the case. Now, what are they saying? They're saying that these kids, and they mentioned black and Hispanic, got into Harvard based on things other than how well they did in school. And they said if they took that out of the equation, their race out of the equation, then the graduation rates would be much smaller. There is no question they are using race in determining who gets into the school and how well they do. Yeah, this this issue gets, and we don't probably have time to, to uh, unpack this today. This issue is 
is complicated and simple all at the same time. I, I, let me just let me just say this: that originally affirmative action, when it came to schooling, was meant to correct past injustices, where black kids, for example, were not allowed into all white colleges and universities because of their skin color. Current yes. at the time. Current at, at the yeah, at, at the time it were current. Yes. Of, Right. This goes back decades, 50, 60 years ago. Okay. So affirmative action proponents said you, you, you can't discriminate on the basis of race. You have to let black kids in. That's what the constitution says. And then colleges say, okay, fine, we'll let them in. And then they wouldn't let them in. And so affirmative action people said, well, the way you prove that you're not discriminating and not letting them in is we're looking at the percentages of black kids in your college and it's extremely small, so you're going to have to prove. So that's the way this whole thing got started, and now you have the absurd uh, circumstance where Harvard University is saying Asian kids are too smart. Yep. That's essentially what the AP is saying. Asian kids are too smart. And we're going to penalize them. And we're going to penalize them for that. And whatever you want to say about black kids and Hispanic kids, many of whom come from uh, inner cities where the schools perhaps are substandard, yes. you, you know, this is not a racial thing. You're not saying black and Hispanic kids are stupid. You are arguing that their schools are substandard. We want to give them an opportunity, but you reach these absurd conclusions by saying, well, but Asian kids are too smart. We're going to penalize them. There's got to be a better way, Ray, to try to make the college entrance experience fair even-handed, and at the same time take into account the fact that some of these kids are coming from substandard schools without doing bizarre things like we're talking about Harvard. It's a shocking admission to say 50% of the of the black students at Harvard would be, and Hispanic, would be cut out, wouldn't you? What are you really saying then? You're right. saying that they're, they don't really deserve to be there, but we wanted them there anyway. You've created a very uneven playing field there. Uh, I, I wish the Supreme Court would just strike that down and force Harvard to treat all applicants equally. I think they're scared to. Honestly, <laughs> I think I think they're probably scared to. They they don't want to do that because you, you're going to have to make some hard decisions. I, I personally think if you're going to favor some kids getting in and make a uh, kind of a, a category of students that may not be up to snuff when it comes to Harvard – I think you got to do that on the basis of income, rather than race or ethnic. But I can't, I can't solve this problem either. I'm not. But here's the other thing, and and President Trump attempted to do this. He was very pro-voucher system. Yes. When you're talking about lower education, so that kids. uh, I'll never forget the case, Washington D.C. Washington D.C., which has a large population of African Americans. Right. They were all in on the plan for vouchers. They wanted it. So that black kids could go to better schools. So that black kids could go to better schools. Remember one of the uh, opponents to that was Barack Obama. Yes. Well, the whole Democratic Party is. Yes. He was opposed to that, even though his kids he sent to a private school. And that that hypocrisy is true about all politicians Mm -hmm. in D.C. who pass laws regarding that impact public schooling, but who don't send their own kids to the local public school. Yes. So, listen, I'll freely admit this is this is an issue that is fraught with complexity. It's not easy to solve. 
but parents want their kids in good schools and they want this is across the board large percentages of black and hispanic parents want the freedom to choose where their kids are going because they want their kids out of the drug infested broken down schools that don't have computers they want their kids out of that that school too yes so that they can learn and get into a good college Wow. Yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. Uh, the American Medical Association is getting uh, together, at least a, a small part of them, some, several doctors who are uh, more on the woke side, I should say. You'll find out why. You always want a doctor who's yeah. awake. Awake, I'm not sure but not woke. woke. Yeah. What they're saying is these doctors are saying that we need to keep the sex at birth, the gender that's on your birth certificate, male or female, private. Don't. Put it on the public birth certificate. Now, send it to the state for statistical reasons and research stuff. But when you give it to the parent, the birth certificate, it doesn't have the gender on there because we don't know what the gender of the kid is. It could choose anything, according to... (sighs) All right, so it's been a long time since I've looked at my kids' birth certificates. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, they do include weight, right? I think so, yeah. And length, yeah, I think Those, like, yeah. put a At, fingerprint on it. Yeah, a fingerprint. So all that stuff is included because that is the biology, part of the biology, the biological makeup of the child. But these doctors with the AMA, American Medical Association, are saying that gender is not in that same category. It, and in fact, it's damaging if you put it down in the right category because it, it puts the kid into a category to which he, might, he or she or it might not belong. Well, Ray, this is proof that... <laughs> You can be have a lot of degrees and have gone to a lot of schooling and still be stupid. Extremely that's, stupid. That's stupid. Uh, that biblical foolishness, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> you well, you're being nicer. Lot. You're being nicer than I was being. You're being well, but, actually. Yeah. How, how do you explain this, Ed? This is just <laughs> biblical, well-educated fools. Yes. Can we not just follow the science? Can we not just follow the science? Are you saying that doctors are science deniers? They are science deniers because, you know, my university degree is in biology and chemistry. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Science guy. It's in biology. And guess what? There are XY chromosomes and there are XX chromosomes. Right. XY, you get the boy. Yes. XX, you get the girl. All right? There are no half, half XXY, half Z. Right. Uh, it just doesn't happen. And this is why this is so foolish. This is nonsense dictating policy. Yes. This is correct. This is politically correct nonsense becoming policy. And this is why there's so much confusion. You know, we talked about transgender athletes and all that sort of thing. How foolish. You know, we were watching last night on TV, we were watching the trials for the Olympics. Okay. There's still some common sense there. The girls were competing against other girls, and the guys were competing against other guys. That's how radical. I know, but, but it was so refreshing. It's so refreshing to see, and it's because the guys are stronger. They f- swim a little faster. Their times right. are different from the girls. Nobody's saying, you know, the girls are less important. Right. Uh, I mean, they're <laughs> competing. They're strong, but they're not. girls not competing against guys. This doesn't make sense biologically. And I think it actually ends up hurting the girls, and I think it's terrible. I agree. 
I agree with that. And I didn't know we need to start saying Fred Jackson, science guy, but not <laughs> like have it. the same same ring as that that was, other science guy. Was biology guy. the same? Do we know as much in 1923? <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, by the way, the uh, Southern Baptist Convention will be this week. We will be covering that because there's a lot of big things happening with regards to critical race theory, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll be covering that this week. Folks, we are done for today. More great programming directly ahead on the American Family Radio Network. Bye for now.